God is good, and all the time, let's give the Lord a hand clap tonight. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Again, we are thankful for those of you that's braved the cold to come out tonight uh, and be in the house of the Lord. I know that God will most definitely bless you uh, for that, and um we want to um, greet those that are coming in right now by means of the uh, live stream. Uh, those of you who may be watching, we appreciate you uh, watching from home. And uh, let me uh, take the time to make this um, announcement once again now that we are running live stream that uh, we will... Uh, the Lord willing, be in revival Friday night. Um, service time will start at 7.30. Uh, and uh, Brother Larry Flannery from Knoxville, Tennessee is going to be the evangelist. Uh, and uh, we're excited about that and uh, looking forward to see what God is going to be doing. We'll be in service Friday night. And then Saturday night, uh, service will start at 6 p.m. Um, Saturday night, 6 p.m., and then um, uh, the final service will be Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Well, we will not be having Sunday school classes on Sunday. We will come straight in and begin our service at 10 o'clock and uh, to see what the Lord, amen, is going to, uh, uh, to do for us. Praise the Lord. We are in the middle of um, uh, doing some teaching that the Lord brought to us on um, the Sermon on the Mount. And he began that by uh, talking about a series of things that, that's been called the Beatitudes. And uh, as I said back when we began this um, uh, study, that uh, a lot of people just what they have gotten from this in the past, maybe is in Sunday school or something like that. But um, this teaching that Jesus brought to us forms the nucleus of um, the very doctrine of Jesus Christ and uh, what, it, what it means to follow God and his will uh, within, uh, within our life. And... Um, we're going to pick up before we left off the last time that we was um, talking about it. We're, in, uh, we're, we're going from the book of Matthew's Gospel, the fifth chapter, and you'll find these um, in Matthew chapter 5. For those of you that are following by way at home, way at home uh, verses 1 through uh, 12, and... Um, we are going to try to cover uh, two or three of these here tonight, uh, and uh, uh, no one realized that it's um, due to get quite a bit colder tonight than, than last night, so we'll um, not to try to keep, keep you out too long tonight, get back where you can find a fire somewhere, hallelujah. But uh, we're going to talk about uh, a third one 
For Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Every time I read that scripture, or I hear somebody mention that or talk about that, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I think about a bumper sticker I saw on the back of a car many years ago. And uh, that bumper sticker said, by the time that the meek inherit the earth, the taxes will be so high they won't be able they can't afford to keep it. <laughs> uh, the way things are looking, that might be so. <laughs> Amen. But um, I want to start this one off by saying, first off, that meek does not mean weak. Some people confuse that. Amen. But meek does not mean weak. Uh, being meek does not make you um, a wimp or a sissy. Amen. Among so many other things, liberals and feminists are trying to destroy today is masculinity. Uh, just in the past couple of weeks, blew my mind away, and I'm sure maybe some of you have heard it. It's been comments on social media and everywhere else, but um, blew me away about an ad that G the Gillette Corporation come out with. And uh, their, um, uh, their stock has dropped considerably uh, since uh, this new ad or commercial that they had. Um, they, they referred to toxic uh, masculinity, uh, an effort to be politic, politically correct um, and um, to bring about this whole system of uh, where they're trying to change everything. Uh, I believe that God wants his people uh, to be meek, but being meek does not mean that you need to just uh, sit back Amen, and not speak out, and not have a viewpoint about something. Amen. Uh, I want I want I want you to notice something found in the book of Numbers, uh, chapter twelve and verse three. Numbers twelve and, and verse three, it says, "Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which was upon the face of the earth." Think about that in reference to Moses. It said that Moses was very meek above all the men which was upon the face of the earth. Uh, but you might not think about meekness when you know, when you if you was there and watched him take the rod and, and smoke that rock. Now, uh, the first time. He did that, and we know that was all right. But the second time, God told him to speak to it. Hallelujah. Uh, and, um, of course, um, he didn't do that, and we know that uh, uh, he, he got himself in, in trouble. But God uh, desires his people 
to be uh, to be meek. Psalms chapter one forty seven and verse six says, "The Lord lifteth up the meek; He casteth the wicked down to the ground." Amen. And then another scripture that I want to read in in, in regards to that is a book in the Old Testament that we don't uh, go to very much today, uh, the book of Zephaniah, the second chapter in verse 3. And this is what it says there. It says, Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. Ye may be, ye shall... Um, be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. Hallelujah. Uh, so, I believe that God wants His people to walk in meekness. But, uh, as I said when I uh, began the study tonight, being meek does not mean being weak. It don't mean that we can't um, stand up for what is right and we can't speak out, because I believe God expects us to do that. Um, and especially with what is going on in the world today, I heard a bunch of more uh, uh, things just today that has to do with a law recently passed in New York City, uh, and uh, um, that's included with that bill that the governor signed uh, and turned into, into law, that it actually includes infanticide. If they went to abort a baby, even the day before, let's say the day before the baby is due to be born, and they make an attempt to abort that child, and the abortion does not make it, and the child is birthed anyway, they got the right to go ahead and take the child's life and finish the abortion after the child is born. Do do we understand and see what our nation is coming to? My Lord, I mean, uh, we're bringing judgment down on our own self. And a lot of people don't understand that. They don't realize that. They were so proud about that law that lawmakers stood up and applauded there in New York City when that was signed, and the new World Trade Center, World Trade One, that they've got built now in place of the, of the Twin Towers, they lit it up pink that night in honor of the abortion. And when I heard about that, I said, my Lord, uh, did not... Two tires being knocked down enough for New York City? You know, there's no telling what will happen the next time. Uh, and uh, But uh, this is where God's people has to stand up and to speak out. Now, to make the application about, and going back to talking about uh, being uh, meek, this is what I want to bring out from this before we move on. Uh, to one of the others. When we lose our pride and keep ourselves humble, the Lord will fight our battles 
and plead our cause. Hallelujah. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about me being me. Uh, getting away with our pride, our heady, our high-mindedness, uh, and humbling ourselves. And the Bible said if we do that, God would fight the battles for us. Amen. Uh, those who suffer loss in this age are perceived weak because of their humility. Uh, but the word said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I'm glad, you know, the Bible says that I have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man the things that God has got in store for those that love him. Hallelujah. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's move on down to the next one that says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. The phrase hunger and thirst are expressive of having a strong desire. The original Greek defines it as to crave. When I looked this up in uh, Strong's, it led me to, to crave. Uh, how many people do you see, even in the church today, that's craving righteousness? Think about that for a moment. How many do we, do we know of that's literally craving righteousness? That's what being hunger and thirst actually was referring to here. As the body has its natural appetites of hunger and thirst for food and drink suited to its nourishment, so has the soul a spiritual appetite for its nourishment. Every one of us, we take care of the, the body. And um, I have a feeling there was a whole lot of folks, just as soon as the 21-day Daniel's fast was over, they, they, uh, uh, they beat it to the refrigerator and patted them out a hamburger and started frying. You know, or whatever it is that you uh, didn't have that you crave. Um, I got to admit, the day after, I made me a pot of um, coffee. Uh, <laughs> I've got to admit that. But um, what about our cravings for the spiritual things? Amen. We feed the natural man. We take care of the natural man. But a lot of times that spiritual man is starving on the inside. Amen. And we neglect to feed the spiritual man. And then when the devil gets on our case and starts uh, uh, putting us down in a in a headlock and making us cry uncle, we want to know what's going on. Whoever you feed, and listen to pastor now, whoever you feed the most 
is going to be the one who has the most strength. Amen. Do you feed your flesh? Or, and, and when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about all fleshly appetites. I'm talking about everything that the flesh desires, not just food. Amen. Are we feeding the natural man or are we feeding the spiritual man? Amen. Because ever which one that you feed and you give nourished to is going to be the stronger. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just only uh, common sense. Not just spiritual sense, that's common sense. Um, and we need to feed the spiritual man. As the body depends for its nourishment, health, strength upon the earth, uh, so does our soul depend on heaven or spiritual elements. Listen to me now, and I got this here underlined in red in my notes. Heavenly things cannot support the body. Now just take a little time to let that sink in. Heavenly things can't support the body. They are not suited to its nature. Likewise, earthly things cannot support the soul for the very same reason. Hallelujah. We're talking about two different things, two different worlds, two different entities. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We have got to hunger for the things of God. Thirst. Uh, a lot of times we don't really know what hunger is. Those of us, that we have the opportunity uh, when you have the least little craving to be able to pull off, pull off the road into a drive through and grab you something to eat or where you're home, go to the refrigerator and get something. A lot of us don't understand what true hunger pains are because we've really never experienced them. But we got we need to know what that's one benefit of fasting. That's one benefit of fasting when you begin to experience a hunger for something that you normally give your flesh that you deny your flesh flesh of that that hunger that your natural man feels, you're, you should have the same thing for the spiritual man. Notice what David said in Psalms chapter 42, verses 1 and 2 in the New King James. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. You want to know why David was considered a man after God's own heart? This is what he said. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? 
So I wonder tonight, and I'm considering my own self when I say this, do we really, Brother Douglas, have a thirst for God? Do we really have a hunger for God? Again, in Psalms chapter 63 and verse 1, David says, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. You're not going to get the kind of water your soul needs in this world. That's what it's saying. You ain't going to be able to quench that thirst for God anywhere in the world. It just ain't going to come that way. Hallelujah. You're not going to find the source that you need. Um, and then let's look in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for God. This that this is the verse that we're talking about, but this is how it's translated in God's Word uh, translation. Uh, King James says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That same verse in God's Word translation said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for God's approval. They will be satisfied. So, the righteousness there that we're, we're the hunger and thirst for. How much do we want the approval of God? I was thinking about what Brother Wayne George was teaching last Sunday in the Bible class when I stepped in. When he was saying that those, those, those few words that he wants to hear above anything else. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Brother Douglas, I want to hear those words one day. So Jesus says here, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for God's approval. Not man's approval. Man's approval don't mean much. But we've got to have the approval of God. Let me use this verse one more time before we get to one final uh, one we'll talk about. And I'm going to read the Amplified Version. I know I'll probably get somebody at home that's reading from this one. Blessed, and it says in parentheses, joyful, nourished by God's goodness, are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness or for those who actively seek right standing with God. That's it. That's what righteousness is. Righteousness is having a right standing with God. And we have got to hunger Amen and thirst for that. All right, we're going to cover one more tonight um, before we finish up 
our lesson this evening. And that is verse 7 of the 5th chapter, where Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Wow. If you look up the word mercy, the word mercy implies compassion that forbears punishment even when justice demands it. Do you follow that tonight? Mercy implies having compassion that forbears punishment even when justice demands it. How many times in your life has judgment demanded punishment for you, but the mercy of God stepped in and intervened? Well, church, like we have received that mercy from God, We've got to pass that on to others. Now, what I decided to do about this particular one here is read something that Jesus said, and I'm going to try to get through this in Matthew chapter 18, beginning at verse 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said unto him, I do not say unto you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Now we all have heard that and we know well that. But what a lot of us don't know is what Jesus said directly after he told Peter that. He spoke a parable. And this is the parable that he spoke. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle account, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master command he to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion or can I say he had mercy on him, released him He didn't just give him time to pay, but he forgave him the debt. But listen, what happened? But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred (coughs) denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. 
and he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what um, had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the tortures until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly Father will also do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother their trespasses. That's what he told Peter when Peter said, how many times? Folks, if we want to receive mercy from God, and there have been plenty of times in the past I've stood in the need of mercy. And I guarantee you if I live long enough, probably by daylight, <laughs> I'm going to need it again. I'm going to need it again. And if we want to receive mercy from God, we've got to be merciful to others. There's not, as my dad used to say, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. One final scripture for tonight, found in the book of James, chapter, thir- uh, chapter 2, verse 13. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. We need to let that sink in. Judgment is going to be without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. And then he says, mercy triumphs over judgment. Hallelujah. What a great God. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I honestly believe there's some church-going Christians that'd rather see somebody go to hell and come to the altar and repent. Folks, we got to have we got to have mercy. And if you don't, if you don't really have a love of God, you're not going to have the mercy that you need. And if you want to receive mercy, you got to have mercy. The, and we take it a step further. If we want to be forgiven, we have got to what? Forgive. Hallelujah. So blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Let's all stand together tonight.